All right, everybody, welcome back to a very special hate week edition of the Troy Boys podcast. I am joined this evening by the chairman of the board, Seabass. How you doing, Seabass? Wonderful in this beautiful, you know, hate South week. It's nice and frigid up here in northern Alabama. I don't know how it is down there in the, in the region that you call home in the, the central part of the state, but up here it's been pretty cold this week. It is. Yeah, it's been a cold week. Uh, it's going to be a cold day on Saturday uh, when Troy kicks it off against that school down in Mobile at 2.30. I'm looking forward to breaking out uh, some, you know, a Troy hoodie, Troy toboggan, uh, you know, get, get some of the winter gear out, uh, get ready for the end of this season. Uh, obviously, we are without the Birdman, um, which is two things. You won't hear uh, a Best of the Nest segment again this week, um, and you won't hear all those cool uh, graphics, no whistles. Uh, you know, the only the only Troy fans uh, hot take flames you're going to be hearing are the ones that I'm spilling. Um, and so I just hope that you will bear with us. Um, let's talk a little bit about what feels like 14 and a half years ago. Um, and that is the Coastal Carolina game. Um, went into that game, obviously, 17 point underdogs by the time we kicked it off. Uh, end up losing 35 to 28. Um, really a fairly good effort um, given what was expected. Um, I was certainly not happy with the outcome. I don't think any Troy fan is happy with a loss. Um, as far as strengths, I thought the offensive line looked better than they have any other game in the season. Um, I thought Gunner did exactly what he was supposed to do, protected the ball. Um, and I thought Kamani Vidal continues to look like um, a really, really good running back for us. Um, what did you see, Seabass? It was, you know, kind of picking back and off of what you were talking about with our score, you know, being a little better than anticipated. I mean, we called that here at Troy Boys. It was, it, we expected the loss, but we didn't expect the 17 point loss. Uh, and the first positive that I have out of the game is we outperformed the expectations by limiting the, the expectations of our opponent's points. Um, you know, they averaged four, 44 and a half points a game, and we limited them to 35. Um, and they allow an average of 18.5 points points a game and we uh, we had 28 so you know we we you know exceeded the expectations in both points allowed per game and points per game for coastal um late down efficiencies for this game they weren't as good as the texas state game but they're still moving in the correct direction with third down efficiency at 33 percent and fourth down two for two you know I'm, I'm all about a good fourth down run you know i'm not quite at the lane kiffin status but I'm here for a good fourth down conversion when it's necessary. And then third, uh, we forced Grayson McCall's second interception of the year. You know, he, he walked in with only one interception of the year, and we forced the second one. Now, if you want my honest opinion, uh, that there should have been a third one called. But, you know, that's just my my personal opinion. And, that, and, th and that's going to segue into my negatives of the game. And the first one, and then I'll let you continue off of that, um, the officiating was clearly – uh, favored in one direction. Uh, they, oh, there was boy. one drive, particularly in the early fourth quarter, that I was just like, "Come on now!" Like, the, the, this this harkens back to the App State uh, Sun Belt Championship game for the East. That was ultimately the championship game for the Sun Belt. Um, the, the questionable no call on the fumble uh, that was ruled a forward pass but not reviewed. The questionable no call on the interception that should have been called but was not reviewed. Both of those were rushed up to the ball to snap. Um, and then that ultimately led to a 56-yard uh, rushing touchdown by Samari Jones, and that that was the winning touchdown of the game. Um, you know, and th there are a couple other negatives, but I just want you know your take on the game as far as officiating from your from your viewpoint in the game. 
Oh, well, we all knew. I mean, this is this is Keith Gill's favorite team. You know, I mean, if you go to the uh, Sunbelt Central office right now, uh, they're going to be moving a lot of furniture around because we're bringing in some new friends. Conference is expanding. Um, but all the new furniture they're bringing in is going to be that ugly teal color because they are they are big coastal fans in that office. Several times it seemed like the refs were getting the the, the whisper from Keith in their ear. Uh, you know, we had a chance to go up 10 nothing, um, and then kind of a phantom procedural call pushes us back into punting territory instead of being able to let Brooks go out there and kick. Um, you know, it's Sunbelt officiating at its finest. Uh, it's, you know, taken at least 10 years off my life already. Um, so as far as things we can control, you know, I mean, everybody, you and I, Bird, every Troy fan, I think, has given huge kudos to Brandon Hall in this defense all year. And I thought the defense continued to play well. Carlton Marshall became um, the squad's uh, career leader in tackles. That's not something to be taken lightly. Um, and if we can make you fight us in a phone booth, we have, I think, the best defense in the league. Um, if you're going to try to kind of dink and dunk and go down the field, Troy's defense is built to stop that. And we, and we can get in the backfield. We do give up explosive plays. Um, I mean, look at three of the scores from the Coastal game were 50 yards or longer. You referenced the one run for 54 yards, two passes of, I think, 60 and 70 yards. Um, we are – we can get bit by that. Um, and I really think that we've got to start staying at home and figuring out how does how does Brandon – you know, Coach Hall seems to have our guys ready to play in the box. Um, he's got to figure out how to get our guys that are back in coverage – you know, how do they play on an island? Um, how do they work together to know when they have protection over the top and when they don't? Um, because that costs you points. And it seems, you know, you do the right thing three times, and then on one time you make a mistake, but that mistake can be seven yards down the field and seven points. Um, and so I, I was disappointed in that. Um, but uh, overall, I thought a really strong game. Did you have any any other takeaways? A couple more takeaways, but, uh, you know, uh... – the one takeaway that I really want to talk about, and it kind of goes off of what you're just talking about, is, um, yeah, our time of possession was rather skewed in this game um, in favor of Coastal Carolina. And I, I find that to be a result of our offensive scheme having very short drives. You know, if you look at, at the game, our, our average drives are between 30 seconds and two and a half minutes. And so now I pose the question, do we do we continue to go down that road and keep our defense warm and fresh and let them play like they've been playing? Or do we stay on the field a little bit longer to give your opponent less time to make those explosive plays? You know, and, and I wonder that, you know, because if, if you just go down the list, uh, 36 seconds, two minutes and 33 seconds, two minutes and 15 seconds, two minutes and 32 seconds, seven seconds, 40 seconds. 56 seconds. The longest drive I see that Troy ran was four minutes and four seconds. So yeah. I, I, I want to know what you think. You know, uh, do you think that that's something we should continue to do? Because I know that's a Troy Trojan brand to be fast and in your face, but is that hurting us in the long run? Yeah, I mean, I've just assumed that it's uh, Chip signaling to all of us that the offense can't operate that way. Although we did we did at Texas State, obviously that's a very different situation. You're at the very end of a ball game, um, but it seems like we're covering something up. Like, and and I've assumed it was the offensive line that we thought you know the offensive line cannot withstand with 
cannot keep, you know, four or five drives of five minutes or longer going. They just don't have the, the wind to do it. If this is just a choice we're making because Larry Blakeney used to yell NASCAR on the sideline, and that's quote unquote who we are, um, then that is a, goes on top of a very large pile of reasons to fire Chip Lindsay right now. I mean, because that's, you're absolutely right. Our defense, which is our strength, a way that we could help them when we have the ball is to take a little bit more time. You know, when we're running the ball and Kamani's doing well, why do we have to run right back up and snap it within 10 seconds? Let's run some time off the clock. And more importantly than, than our guys on offense resting, let the guys on the sideline for the defense rest. Um, you know, unless there's some viable explanation like, you know, Gunnar Watson physically cannot move if he's on the field for more than three minutes at a time in football time, um, then this is, I think, just poor strategy. It's not playing with the team you have. Um, it's playing with what what we've always done. And, and that that's just a, a, a poor excuse to me. I'm happy with the way that the game turned out. You know, sure, we want to win, but, you know, to, to hold off Coastal, who's clearly the darling child of the Sun Belt right now, um, the way that we did, I'm very pleased with the way that we're kind of moving in the, in this direction. And it, it's really hard to say, but, you know, that team down in Mobile is going to be an actual important game for us now for the remainder of the season. And it may influence bowl standings for this year. Absolutely. So uh, that's a great segue. Uh, no best in the nest, like we said. So we'll move right on into the Know Your Foe segment. Uh, we would not dare uh, have anyone that roots for that team or went to that school on this podcast. Um, that will never happen, ever, 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 ever. Um, but everybody knows who we're playing. Um, it's the battle for the belt. It's hate week. Um, and this is an important game. This is an important game, whether it has bowl implications, which it does, or whether both teams are winless. Um, this is a game, if you are a Troy Trojan, um, that you're up for no matter what. Um, obviously, our guys up 6-3 to three in the series overall. Last year, a uh, very bizarre season, we actually posted the biggest margin of victory in the history of the series, uh, 29 to nothing. Uh, but this is a different squad um, from down there in uh, Voldermobile. Um, and they are at five and three, much better than they usually are when we see them. Um, you know, I when I look at this squad coming up to the vet to play, uh, the name that scares me the most, uh, because what we just talked about, about explosive plays, is Jalen Tolbert, um, their wide receiver. He's had multiple games over 150 yards. Two weeks ago, had a game over 180 yards receiving. Uh, he's about 33 yards away from, from breaking the 1,000-yard mark. Um, Tez Johnson, our leading receiver, uh, he's at 500 yards, uh, basically even. Uh, so he is a great receiver, definitely one of the top receivers uh, in this conference. Um, and that's that's what scares me the most, looking at them. Um, you know, Bass, you are aquatic. Uh, obviously, that school we do not speak of. Um, they are right down there on the water, so surely you have have uh, swum around in those parts from time to time. Um, what's your take on this rivalry game? Well, you know, I try to avoid the red tide as much as possible, so I, I tend not to find myself in the Mobile Bay Area a lot. Uh, but when I do find my way down there, I, I you know, this this season feels different watching them. Um, you know, not saying that I watch, you know, that team in Mobile regularly, but um, when I do, they just play with a different sense of control 
than we've been used to seeing. Um, and, and if you look at some statistics, we are pretty close to one another. Um, points per game, they're at an average of 29. We're at an average of 25 and a half. Points allowed per game, we're both at 21. Now that we are both at 21 points allowed per game. And then uh, yardage wise, you know, they're a little more pass heavy, just like we are. Um, they average you know, probably about 40 or so more yards a game. But I, I think that that's a product of they, they've had a slightly weaker schedule than us up to this point. Not saying that, you know, the, the Sun Belt is chock full of powerhouse teams, but they haven't really had those powerhouse players yet. Um, and then, uh, you know, there are a couple of uh, comparable games on our schedule you can look at. We both played ULM and we both lost to ULM. Um, their margin of loss was by 10. Our margin of loss was by 13. Um, and then Texas State, they lost to Texas State in four overtime. And uh, we beat Texas State by three. So, uh, you know, those are our two games that we can compare to. And we were both pretty close. So I, I think this game is going to be closer than we're willing to accept right now. Um, you know, sure, the FBI has us at a 72% chance to win this game right now. Um, and the guys down in Vegas have us as a four-point favorite. But we need to be vigilant. We need to watch. We need to control the explosive plays that we brought up. Um, you know, their quarterback, I believe it's Jake Bentley is his name. You know, if, if we can control him, he's he has five turnovers on the season. Um, and if we can control that and take advantage of that, um, we can – find a way to win this game. I, I think we do win this game. I'm going to give us the fins up on this. But, uh, you know, we just need to be vigilant and, and keep ourselves, you know, eye on the prize. Don't look down the road too far. Look at the belt this week. And uh, that's the way we need to play this game. I agree with you. Um, you know, I I keep calling for the game where everything comes together. Um, I know the guys are disappointed. Um, they had an opportunity – to win a big game against a ranked team on the road on national television. Um, what do you do about it? Unfortunately, the answer to that usually lies in who your coach is. Um, you know, and and to any coach, I mean, let's all remember that this team that we're talking about played us the week after we beat LSU, um, you know, and, and Neil Brown went through puberty in the locker room. We just beat LSU um, and, you know, came home and fell flat on our face um, playing these guys. Um, so Chip has a real job on his hands, one that Neil Brown failed at, um, even though that's a guy that, that everybody thinks pretty highly of in this fan base. Um, what can Chip do to take the disappointment of these young men um, who went up there and played their hearts out against Coastal and didn't come away with a win uh, to come back here and, and play for this rivalry? I know that this is really important. Um, you know, I'm a little bit older. Um, UAB is kind of my rival um, from when I was a student. Um, you know, other guys you talk to, Jacksonville State, uh, who, interestingly enough, might become um, a, a, a potential rival for us again as they look at joining Conference USA, um, you know, is a bigger rival, a battle for the old school bell. Um, but this really is these guys, these players, the current students at Troy, um, the battle for the belt. This is the rivalry. And the fan base of all ages has really gotten behind it. Um, and, yep, we're four-point favorites. I think we come away with a big win. Uh, we were 17-point underdogs against Coastal. We lost by seven. We're four-point uh, favorites here. So I think we win by 14. Um, I, I think we have some some explosive plays from the offensive line. Um, I think Kamani has another great day. This could be the first time we have all four halfbacks healthy um, and ready to go. And so I think you could really see 
a pretty amazing rushing performance out of Troy, um, something that South hasn't really had to contend with. Um, and we haven't been able to show anybody. We haven't had everybody healthy. So that's my hope. Um, I think a big win. So like you, if I had fins, I, I, I would yeah, get fins up. That's right. Throw them up. Throw them up. I mean, like, this is a big game for both of us. Uh, I mean, uh, Sal, sorry, that team down in Mobile. I stopped myself halfway through saying it. <laughs> that team down in Mobile, they're looking for their sixth win to become bowl eligible. And this is really the last shot that they have. After us, they have App, Tennessee. Both of those are on the road. And then they have Coastal Carolina. Um, so chances are that they probably won't, you know, win those games. So this is really their last ditch effort right here to finish with the sixth win that they have to have. And then for us, you know, we're looking for the fifth win. And then after that, we'll need one more to be bowl eligible, whether that's, um, you know, against Lala at home or App at home, or we're on the road at Georgia State. Um, of the three that are left, um, if I were to guess, I would say that Georgia State would be our best bet. Um, you know, Lala on the road, maybe. That's possible. Taking them at home, you know, taking them on the, you know, it's possible. But, uh, you know, we kind of need this one. If this one does not happen, I think our path to, to the bowling season is not there. So uh, this is a big game for the both of us as far as the, the postseason is concerned. Oh, yeah. I mean, it just both fan bases are like uh, just, uh, you know, groups of union generals sitting around because, boys, this one's for Montgomery. OK, if you want Montgomery, if that's the prize, uh, you got to win Saturday. Uh, and, and the winner is likely poised to have the chance to go to Montgomery Bowl, uh, Camellia Bowl, um, and, and the loser likely doesn't, likely doesn't have a postseason chance. So uh, I'm very excited. Obviously, no Troy fan, no one listening to this needs any more reason to get excited um, because it's just natural. You wake up in the morning, uh, the sun's shining, it's a little cold outside, and just like every other day of the year, you hate that team down there in Mobile. That's, that's just what you do. Um, all right, so our last bit of business today, uh, it, of course, is time for me, especially on this hate week, uh, to go into the depths of the TroyFans.com hellscape and bring you the TroyFans.com hot take of the week. Just imagine flames, because I don't know how to do it. All right. So, obviously, hate week on TroyFans.com is a special time. Um, and, you know, last week, we kind of went long-winded a little bit. I gave you kind of a conversation. Some of the best stuff you're going to see uh, on hate week are the different things that this school and their fans get called on TroyFans. Um, there's just, the creativity is unimaginable. Uh, you know, people, it, it, it ranges. And so I picked uh, one, you know, I'm about to give you eight words here. And, and that's, that's really all you need uh, to sum up where Troy fans are right now. Uh, so this week's TroyFans.com Hot Take of the Week winner is Beat the Gagwads, Chip Dip Sucks. Enough said. <laughs> the gag ones. Yes. <laughs> Author of that post, I'm not going to reveal your name, but you, in fact, have won this week's TroyFans.com Hot Take of the Week. There it is. The gag so, ones. That's yeah, good so remember stuff. That. Yeah, you see somebody walking around in that, uh, you know, a red, white, and blue, you know, uh, a shirt around campus. Um, you know, it's, hey, hey, 
welcome to Pike County, Gagwad. You know, I mean, that, that's guaranteed to go well. Um, enough said. You got to throw enough. that at the end of it. Yeah, enough said. Hashtag enough said. And if you happen <laughs> to see Chip Lindsay, feel free to, to throw out a Chip Dip Sucks. I mean, because that's that's in there, too. Did they spell um, sucks S-U-X or no, did they? Of they, course they did. <laughs> um, and it's and it's not enough said. I, I don't abbreviate these things. All right. I'm like a I'm like a court um you know transcriber here. I'm I'm writing down for accuracy. It is N-U-F-F said. So, <laughs> um, so that's that's all you need to know. Oh boy. Seabass, I am so excited about this weekend. Um, I cannot wait uh, to get up early, uh, get my Troy gear on, get out the door, head down to Pike County, uh, and watch what I think is going to be a big win for the Trojans. Uh, are you going to make it down? And are you going to be in the vet this Saturday? I, I actually will not. Uh, my my wife and I are going to an arts festival. So, wow, that's you are being a real gagwad right now. Look, look, um, okay. <laughs> okay. I'll be I'll be watching it on my phone. I'll, Perfect. I'll yes. be there. Yes. Yeah. You'll in be spirit. you'll be you'll be wishing you were in the vet. Um, that's right. Well, for you, for everyone else who's going to join me in the vet, and and for everyone that's going to be wandering around random arts festivals, wishing they were at the vet. Seabass, any last words of encouragement for the folks before uh, they yeah. get ready? Yeah, go Trojans. Suck Falf. Nuff said. Amen. Amen, brother. Well, as always, for Seabass, for the bird. Uh, who we hope is going to land in time to join us for the recap of the Battle for the Belt. As always, go Trojans, and God bless you, Blaze Brown. 24 and a half minutes.